0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our weekly show, Top 8. What a week it's been. And I'm with the same guys as I'm always with. Every time.
1: For the rest of your life, George.
0: Connor. Hey. Benji. Hello. I think I change your name every week. I like it. It's
2: good. kind of am different every week. I'm not severely hungover this week, which is nice. So lots of news this week,
0: but before we get into that... What are we watching, Benny?
2: Uh, I finished up season one of Fox's Legion, uh, the X-Men TV series. Uh, You guys haven't seen any of this, have you? I've seen a trailer. (laughs) There's a lot of bus ads around, which is cool, but it doesn't seem like anyone's actually watching it. Uh, But it is absolutely fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough. The whole season, it was uh, created by uh, Noah Hawley, the uh, guy who did Fargo, the TV series, season one and two. Um, and it, it carries that just weird sensibility all the way through It doesn't at any point feel like a Fox X-Men thing And I mean that in the best possible way It's just completely its own thing um, You probably wouldn't even know it was X-Men uh, Except for the word mutant being used a few times But I cannot recommend it enough um, Wait, so did you say X-Men? I, I did, several times, yes Is is it part of... Some kind of a shared universe? <laughs> no, wait, sorry
1: Is is it Wait, isn't it X-Men Marvel?
2: Oh boy why do we have to explain this to you every week? So X-Men, the rights for X-Men for TV and film are owned by Fox. Are owned by Fox, yeah. Yeah, so they have their own universe of just the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a Marvel property. It's Marvel Comics. Exactly. Uh, you should know Legion is Charles Xavier's son, yeah. uh, illegitimate son. I've been laboring under the impression this entire time that Legion was <laughs> part of DC. Are you thinking of that shitty movie about angels, which wasn't part of any comic book universe? With Paul
1: know. Bentley? Kind of severe non-knowledge of what's DC and Marvel. What have you been watching, Connor? Um I rewatched two films this week. Uh one was Pan's Labyrinth,
0: which is still just nice. S- such a sick film. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Spanish language subtitled <laughs> horror. I felt cultured after it. Just incredible, isn't it?
1: it? It holds up as well. I mean, largely because a lot of the effects are, are um, realistic or not realistic, sorry. Um, practical. Practical. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also even the stuff that isn't like that is CGI, that's quite clearly CGI. It doesn't take you out of the story.
0: I think Guillermo de Toro's just design and art direction just gets it over the line and will, it'll remain a seamless, just timeless yep. piece of cinema.
1: Yeah. Um, the other one I watched was uh, Book of Eli. Which is one of those films that I will rewatch several times because I just I think it's a solid film. I just really enjoy watching it.
0: I, I really like the um, the look of that film, the post apocalyptic desert uh, landscape. Very cool, very cool. I
2: remember watching that one in the cinema and liking it. I'm surprised to hear anyone has seen it more than once.
1: Yeah, I don't know. There's just certain films that they don't have to be spectacular films, but as long as they're solid films, hmm. I'll rewatch it. Um, so there's some movies that i think are like just critically are amazing but if i'm gonna sit down for two hours i don't want to slug
0: through it again you're like this is like blade or something i kind of put it in that kind of underworld that kind of category it's a pattern emerging isn't there yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) no it's just a, a really solid film and the soundtrack is fucking unreal
0: atticus ross yeah Trent Reznor's partner in crime. I love how Trent Reznor
1: has to be mentioned every time <laughs> that comes up. Like, just can't sit on his own, can he?
0: That opening theme's got such a haunting sound and texture to it. I love it. Yeah. Just kind of really brings it home for me. Um, and it was George, what have you, I know what you've been watching. Same thing we've all been watching. Yeah. Yeah. Rick and Morty, season three, episode one dropped. April Fools. Best April Fools joke of all.
2: Super meta? Yeah, being Dan Harmon, it had to be meta, I guess. It's like an April Fool's joke, but it's actually not a joke.
0: It's real. Great episode. I think it's the best Rick and Morty opener yet. Unfortunately, we've got a bit of time to wait before episode two. Mm
1: -hmm. Coming out summer? Yeah. Well, uh, American summer, our winter. Yeah. So
0: very excited for that, though. Um, Really cool episode. I I don't really want to say too much about it because I think people should just go watch it.
1: I love the the wackiness and the the kind of meta nature
0: of of Dan Harmon in this. Like it just Dan Harmon's meta nature.
1: This this will kick in in about <laughs> about twenty minutes.
0: He's holding a coffee,
2: guys. <laughs> just <to laughs> so but you know, for the listeners at home, um, we do have a while to wait for episode two. But I don't think that's really a problem with Rick and Morty. That show is so rewatchable. Every scene, every frame is so packed with
0: jokes and just humor that you watch it third time. The episode, you just get it. Yeah, I've watched through season two like three or four times uh-huh. now. It's, it's just incredible. And there's particular episodes that I just love.
1: It's a staple at my place. If people are over and we don't know, you know, just kind of hanging out, Rick and Morty gets put on because it's just so watchable.
0: Uh, yeah, so let's get into the news, guys. Connor.
1: This week in the news, the, our first number is the new Mummy trailer dropped. I, I believe it's known as
2: uh, The Mummy starring Tom Cruise. The Mummy starring Tom Cruise as opposed to Brendan Fraser. This
0: is the first film in the uh, Universal Monster shared universe. Is
2: it or is
0: uh, Dracula? They tossed it
2: out. They tossed it out. But, they, it but out. the game
0: was on. They, they set it, it up at it the out. end. It's a shame because Luke Evans with uh, Beauty and the Beast has kind of just elevated to this next level, I feel. And they should try and weave him back in. I hope they keep him. But I, I think that film is tossed out. I only watched bits and pieces of it, but it looked kind of cool. Like not like like not watch all of it cool, but he was
2: all right.
1: That movie for me was uh, a bit of fun, but ultimately forgettable.
0: They've obviously you know roped in Tom Cruise to give it that action-packed kind of style. I'm really I'm really digging that. It's got an Indiana Jones on steroids kind of feel. Yeah, I think
2: this just looks like a Mission
0: Impossible movie that has oh, a definitely. mummy as the bad guy. Definitely, definitely.
2: For, for me
1: i think and this might just be my my opinion it is my opinion um, it might, this might no, it's just not. be <laughs> <laughs> it's my opinion. Opinion. we're taking that away <laughs> from you um for me there's certain properties that i don't think should be reworked and for me the mummy will always be that i think it's late 90s early 2000s whatever the, uh, the um brendan frasian version yeah it's like 97 right
2: something like that yeah. yeah before blockbusters got all grim and gritty
1: yeah, I just i i love that film so much, just because not because it's again a fantastic film, but just because it has so much heart um, that I feel that this this film is never going to live up to
2: that for me. See, f- for me, uh, the mummy will always be the nineteen thirty two Boris Karloff original. But uh, well, what, I just i just i just love, I just love film. Uh, I just love film. I don't know.
1: Such a wanker.
2: <laughs> no, I I also, I also love that Brendan Fraser one. I, I really enjoy Stephen Summers as a director. I feel like he makes a lot of crap, but it's just really enjoyable like i i loved van helsing as a kid um, absolutely <laughs> Hugh jackman yeah buddy but yeah this i don't know about this one we'll have to wait and see i think it looks a bit dry it just looks like a tom cruise film i love i love sofia batella from uh, kingsman yeah, um, and she
0: looks cool. She looks cool as a villain, yeah. She's a trained dancer, and she's got that really physical element. She had that in Star Trek Beyond. She had that in Kingsman. She's got four pupils, which is really
1: weird. That is actually why she was cast. It's a really rare thing that she does. Um, no, the, the director um, cast her specifically because he saw her in Kingsman, and her um, kind of movement with it with so few lines in that film thought, made him think, I need her for this film.
2: He was, he was reportedly disappointed when she showed up and she had uh, feet instead of blades, though. I would be too. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be a sick mummy,
1: let's be honest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Parkour mummy. Um, just uh, fact-checking fact here, mummy 1999. Just <laughs> dive it on the Wikipedia. So right. there you go, guys. We want to, we want to do you guys. George's right. fun yeah. facts.
1: Look, ultimately, I, I, I don't hold out for this film. Just looks like another cookie cutter Tom Cruise film. But we'll see how it goes.
0: It could be a bit of fun. The last few Mission Impossible films have been great. They've been fun. They've been action packed. Would you call them great? Well, obviously, you just for what did. they are. I would call four great ghost protocol was cool mission impossible 3 was cool the jj abrams one yeah i like that one with philip c Hoffman. he was awesome in it yeah okay the last one was the last one rogue nation that was five yeah yeah okay that one was a little bit weak uh the opening sequence with him on the plane was cool didn't really surpass that yeah that was kind of it kind of burnt out yeah people went nuts to that one i thought it was a bit
1: fine i think it was four where they first introduced jeremy renner I I thought his character fell so flat and that really took me out of that
0: that film. Well, the idea was he was going to take over the franchise, but that that That, never happened. Yeah, no, (laughs) no. He's been going to take over a bunch of franchises like Uh, Bond. He got kicked out of that. uh, Mission Impossible. (laughs) And evidently he's not going to be in the next Mission Impossible because of the Infinity War um, scheduling clash.
1: I will say he does a great Hawkeye.
0: Good at that one. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I'm sure he has other talents. (laughs)
1: Uh, number two number two on our list is uh, another trailer um, Annabelle creation creation Um, I'm a huge fan of the Conjuring franchise Um, I didn't even bother watching Annabelle though Um, from all the reports that I heard um, the Annabelle which was the prequel to um, Conjuring was absolute shite Um, and now we have the prequel to the prequel
2: to the Conjuring Mm -hmm. Um, did you see Annabelle 1? Uh, I, I didn't see it, no. You, you saw it. You're the only one who's seen it. Yeah. Listen,
0: it was kind of like Conjuring or Insidious Light. Mm. It was, you know, middle of the road, but there was a number of really great scares in it and cool camera techniques. Uh, so, on that level, just as a fun kind of film, horror film, it, it wasn't too offensive. It seems very unnecessary, given that the Annabelle stuff is really
2: good in The Conjuring
0: yeah like did this need to be extended out Into did, did we need movie. a backstory on this this guy who's directing it who's um did lights out David Sandberg I was really impressed with lights out we saw that together Connor uh, yeah. last year and I think they've kind of almost thrown Annabelle out uh, Annabelle 1 out the door and they're kind of ignoring it and it's kind of like a pseudo reboot in mm. a lot of ways Yeah, uh, I, I'm excited for it I think it was a really cool trailer
1: I, I feel like because when you're talking about the original uh, Annabelle in, in The Conjuring being a very cool character, I guess, or just a little side note, I feel like this this is the kind of franchise that spurted out in a boardroom where people say, oh, people liked that little tiny bit in the movie. Let's create an entire movie or an entire series out of that one thing without really thinking about, is there actually any story there? Um, so I think that they might run into the same problem that I imagine they ran into with one, which is... Having a cool doll or a creepy doll does not make for an entire series.
0: Did you guys happen to notice all the nuns in this? Because they're doing. Ugh. Yeah, they're doing a whole spin off uh, film on the nun from uh, Insidious 2? No, Conjuring 2.
2: Creepy as fuck.
0: Do you guys know that was added in very late in the process? That was a reshoot, that really? whole character. Yeah. Wow. Because that's, that's the most striking image from the series, I
2: think. Um, all, all that being said, this trailer I think looks pretty cool. It does actually it look- that that sequence with the little girl at the table with Annabelle, um, with presumably the mother or whoever coming in with the cross and just being looking terrified. It's so minimalistic and just really creepy. Although what I
1: will say, I'm so over crosses in trailers. It's a, like a, a cross turning upside down or a cross like shivering in the air. I don't know what it is about that. I guess it's a trope now of of horror films, but it. I just I don't like it.
2: <laughs> I don't know why. I just Connor, are you saying you hate Christianity? Is that your stance? He's nodding his head.
1: <laughs> I'm doing no such thing. Um, no, I just, I just, I don't think it has the same effect that it might have, you know, 50 years ago. Um, it's,
2: it's very done, yeah. Yeah, it, it just,
1: I think horror films are at their best now when they don't rely on tropes. They can make homages to them, but um, I feel like Lights Out was something that I felt was really fresh as far as the genre, you know, showing the, the monster really early on um, and not kind of doing this reveal.
0: And also the actual rules of the monster were, seemed to be very clear in that film. I thought yeah. the the mechanics of everything was really nicely laid out.
1: Yeah. The only real kind of um, uh, boo-hiss moment, moment of that film was when they had the UV thing, um, which was like an added rule. But I, even then I was like, oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, Anyways, moving on uh, to number three. Uh, Jordan Peele is in talks for Akira. So after his directorial debut, being Get Out being so massively successful, you can imagine that he has kind of any number of picks for his next project. Um, So if he does go with this, we have to assume that um, he's doing it, you know, it's going to be some kind of passion project or he sees something in this property that he can really run and work with. That in and of itself makes me... Relatively excited for this film. Having said that, I know next to nothing about the original property. It is another anime to live action Hollywood film. So that should be running some alarm bells.
0: I think this is very cool because I think (laughs) Jordan Peele is a really interesting guy. He's had a very different kind of career trajectory. And I don't think a lot of people thought he had Get Out in him. I think a lot of people would have just sort of thought if he's the Key and Peele guy, he's the funny guy. But he's got a he's got a different level to him and Get Out has obviously displayed that. And as you said, number of projects probably being put in front of him, scripts being thrown at him. Akira is an amazing film. You'll Definitely not like it, Connor. Um, <laughs> I yep. feel
1: like I'm kind of cornered into not liking things.
0: Let's do a review on it. It's, uh, it's an incredibly visually striking film and an interesting examination on you know, post-atomic uh, warfare Japan um and world war ii japan
2: i just want to clarify that none of us have seen get out because it is still not released in uh, our country here down God under
0: damn it america
2: yeah but by all accounts it's amazing i think it's the best reviewed film of the year so far i'm so excited for it yeah me too i wish they hadn't shown so much in the trailer oh, yeah i'm just trying to forget about it
0: yeah what is it next week is coming out i think it is
2: yeah hopefully <laughs> um as far as as an akira live action film adaptation They've been trying to do this for 10 years or yeah. so. Zach Efron was attached to Star in it yeah. at some point.
0: And your mates, the Hughes brothers who did Book of Eli, were attached to it a number of years ago.
2: I, I don't
0: think this is going to happen with uh, Jordan Peele.
2: Um, and I'm pretty skeptical that this adaptation is going to happen at all, honestly, especially after Ghost in the Shell's uh, opening week. Uh, it's set to lose about 60 million, I think. Um, very, very tepid reaction to that one, which should. Uh, could possibly nix this i think
0: yeah first weekend was 19 million at the box office um i think worldwide it's on about 80 90 mil right now uh so it's really on 120 million dollar budget you know they're not even going to break even
1: i find that really unfortunate because i think that'll only hurt um an industry or it'll only hurt potential films that we want to see done properly
2: i see i think it's good to see an average film with some ethical concerns do bad i think that's potentially a message. Being and, well,
1: it, Providing that it's the ethical concerns that, that actually made this film fail. As I don't think to,
2: it was at all, but I think it's because no one gave a shit, but I think it's still good that it's just not, you know, doing particularly well.
0: And the Paramount executive said, uh, you know, he actually came out with a statement. This guy, Kyle Davis said, we had hopes for better results domestically. And I think the conversation regarding casting impacted the reviews. So it's sitting on 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's really had just been plagued with bad press. It's actually a very mediocre film in of itself. So, word of mouth. That's kind of where these, these films self-perpetuate. And yeah. you know, something like Get Out, that's just great word of mouth. And it's just absolutely cleaned up $4.5 million budget. at the box office, and that's just great reviews, word of mouth. Does that mean anime adaptations are out the window? No, I don't think so. But I hope that these other companies say, hey, we've got to do this to the original story. So Akira, instead of making it Neo-Manhattan, which is probably what's going to happen, keep it Neo-Tokyo, make it Japanese, make it what it needs to be.
1: Yeah, see, uh, and this this is the issue that we had um, when we uh, reviewed Ghost in the Shell is... I think that that's all and well to uh, say from our point of view, just like, Oh, just make the film better. Um, But I don't think it's as simple as that. Um, I don't think we can just say, Oh, stick to the story and the, you know, the movie will be better or it'll be more successful or any of that. Um, I think that's really oversimplifying.
0: um, I don't think so. Well, I think you're wrong. (laughs) I don't think so. I think a major problem with that film was that they decided to change a bunch of things and keep, others and they just doctored the source material
1: i feel like that's such a nothing statement though like they kept certain things and they didn't put other things in and like that that's not actually saying why do you think
0: ghost in the shell is done badly
1: i think that for uh first and foremost it's a genre that is a bit of a risk to begin with um i think it's just kind of foreign enough for some people to be like "Mm, i'm not sure if i want to go in for that i think that that kind of style of film is not going to always do particularly well um it's i mean if you think about sci-fis that have done really well if you think avatar that really does have a very go america type feel to it even though it is out in space this one has a very it feels as though it's 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 foreign for that domestic audience (laughs) you feel like you're being very careful with your words i'm so (laughs) careful with my words (laughs) i have to like tiptoe about exactly what i'm saying um no i just look i think that the the or failure of this film um, can't really be pinpointed to Oh it did, didn't follow the script close enough Or it didn't follow the original property close enough Or it had be bad PR I think it's a bunch of things
0: I would say if they had done a more faithful adaptation Of the Ghost in the Shell film It would have done better
1: I disagree and I think we should leave it there Because we can, we can back and forth through this all day Yeah but you're wrong mm, Am I though? Yes. I feel like I'm right I get that feeling sometimes when I'm right
2: And yeah I'll just jump in. I think, George, you're a little bit right, but I think this movie would not have done well ever under any circumstances.
0: Uh, what, What I want is for Akira to come out and it be true to the source material because it's where they bastardize... These things and they make these Frankenstein films trying to figure out how can we make this appeal to American audiences. There's a reason why these films stay around for a long time and talked about for a long time. It's because there's something inherently good in them and there's a quality to them and they often just fuck that up and just don't get the essence of the film right. And that's what they did with Ghost in the Shell.
2: See, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I think if someone like Jordan Peele is making this movie, which I don't think is going to happen, he should really run with his own vision of it. Take something in the film, the original film's essence, that makes it resonant and that makes it last for so long and really make his own thing. Like I think it would be really interesting if they tried to like sidestep the whole whitewashing issue and just made this a completely black movie. Um, cuz maybe that would be something Jordan Peele would be more interested in doing.
0: Yeah, that would, that could be very interesting.
2: Yeah, and and you know, it would be really maybe Akira in name only, but I think that would be better than just uh you know doing the Zack Snyder Watchmen let's just transpose.
0: Someone like Jordan Peele has a great spin on things and he's obviously just a visionary auteur and you know, someone like Ruben Sanders just doesn't have that creative flair. So but this goes back to your first point really uh, is make it better.
2: Yeah, just do a better <laughs> just, job making yeah. it. Make a better film.
1: I feel like we just say that to anyone, really. Michael Bay, just make better films. No, 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 because he
2: can't make a better film. <laughs> Rupert Sanders can't make a better film. Um, no, this
1: is how, he, how he would do it. I'm just saying do it. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, we'll, get, we'll move on from that because that will take all day. <laughs> um, number four in our list is uh, another trailer. Uh, King Arthur trailer has dropped. Um, this is uh, Guy Ritchie's spin on, on the classic fable. King Arthur fable? Not a fable, no. What is it? Story? (laughs) What is it? I don't know what it is. (laughs) It's a piece of parchment It's a legend. Legend? Thank you. Legend. Legend fable. Is there really that much of a difference? Yeah,
0: there we go. Uh, Led the defense of Britain against Saxon invaders in the late 5th and early 6th centuries AD. Listen, we're not historians here, clearly. Where's Dane when we need (laughs) him?
1: Seriously. Um, No, look, from the trailer, um, this is something that I think will be pretty cool. It's got Guy Ritchie written all over it. Like, Guy Ritchie... Um,
2: kind of Sherlock Holmes guy, Ritchie. Not I've heard from someone who's seen it that it's actually more Lockstock guy Ritchie. Really? Yeah, but yeah, just like a bunch of bunch of lads in in that setting. Part of Lockstock's
1: charm for me is that I don't know, I don't even know how do you describe it. Like it's just a guy Ritchie feel to it. And when watching this trailer, that's not exactly what I get. Like this trailer seems really epic and overblown. You know, lots of giant elephants and stuff and. I don't remember there being giant elephants in Lockstock. Like that's just not something I imagine like in that setting. I think I think there might have been some in, in the in the back half. Oh very good point, yeah. Um but no, just like I, I'll probably enjoy this film. I, I enjoy these kinds of like overblown, jet, fun jet, jet films. Shit jit films. Jit yeah, films, yeah, sure.
0: Say what you like. <laughs> There's some terrible CG in this. I hope they clean that up in the final film because I was you know this looks like Gods of Egypt territory. This oh, is like, come on. It's <laughs> not that bad. I don't know, man. We'll see. There was some fun stuff in this. The first half of the trailer, I was very intrigued by. So the
2: first half did nothing for me. And then suddenly uh, Zeppelin's Babe, I'm going to leave you. <laughs> yeah, no, song. that was cool. That that was, was that's my favorite zep song. So I was just sitting there like, I'm just enjoying this as a music video.
1: Can we talk about that? Because this is becoming a really big trend. Because we were talking about or last year was, let's take a, a classic song and slow it down. Um, To really kind of Make this somber effect Now it's Let's take Really cool 80s 70s Rock songs Mm. And put them in Like kind of Maybe update them a little bit And put them in trailers Which I'm totally down with Working for
0: me Yeah Justice League Covered uh, Got the cover of uh, Beatles Come Together Mm. Mm Mm-hmm uh, and there was an alien clip that got released this week as well. Um, with a, I can't remember which song it was though. Yeah.
1: But the, I mean, it's definitely yeah. becoming a trend.
0: Yeah, all these old
1: songs.
0: It's becoming it's becoming a fad though, pretty fast. Mm. And we're going to see a lot of people jumping on this bandwagon, and it's gonna. It's a be the next two years.
1: Yeah. This is the thing that really surprises me is that the fact that these movies are getting the rights to these songs. Like Zeppelin is notorious for not giving out the rights yeah. to their songs. Uh, there's a. Um, yeah. Now they need the dough. Yeah, seriously. Well, there's the the kind of I don't know if I'd call it a famous story, but um, well known story of Jack Black um, trying to convince Zeppelin to let them use it in school. Uh, one of their songs in the School of Rock, um, I believe, Immigrant Song, and uh, they were not keen for it. Um, but after they saw his his uh, I don't know dancing to it or what he was doing, they were they were in for it. But that, at the time, was seen as a very.
2: You must yeah. dance for them. <laughs>
1: that's actually that's what they did. That's where Guy Ritchie went up and, and just danced did a little, did a little boogie. Traditionally, been very difficult to get Zeppelin to lease out
0: their songs. Um, I'm all for it. We'll see what happens with King Arthur. It looks like uh, Solomon Kane with a hundred million dollar budget,
1: which you'll love
0: because you love Solomon Kane. Do you guys like the Sherlock Holmes movies? I like number one. We were actually talking about the score the other day. I think that's the best thing about The Hans
2: Zimmer score for those films is, I think, among his
0: best. Oh, like, top so three. good. Amazing. Listen to it regularly. His sort of 2008 to 2012 career where you got Man of Steel, Sherlock Holmes, Inception. Inception yeah. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. I mean, these are just... Some proper good
1: scores coming pedigree, out.
0: Good pedigree, man.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I actually enjoyed both Sherlock Holmes. Um, certainly the first one more than the second one, but... Second one was fun. It wasn't anything, you know. It wasn't offensive.
2: I loved, I loved Moriarty in that one. I did like both of them. I, I probably won't revisit them anytime soon. No, number two sucks. I won't argue with you, but I liked them. <laughs> I have no energy to defend Sherlock Holmes, but like, <laughs> but I think, I think this looks a lot like that, but without Robert Downey Jr., which could just be a real bummer. Mm. Charlie Hunnam is no Robert Downey Jr. No.
1: No, he is not. He was
2: very bland and very ordinary in Pacific Rim. Yeah, very attractive, very bland and ordinary, though. I felt like Pacific Rim didn't really need him to be anything other than that, though. Uh, Yeah, it did. It would would have helped. (laughs) It really did. There's enough robots on the screen in that one. I do not watch that film
0: to see, like, a good actor. But luckily, for number two, they've got John Boyega, who has great on-screen personality, and I think he's going to be a fun, energetic, kick-up-the-ass for that franchise.
1: All right, moving on to number five. The Invincible comic adaptation um, is now being attached with uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Could not give less fucks about this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Benny, you're a fan of Invincible. It's uh, Image Comics. Love, love, love Invincible. Uh, Robert
2: Kirkman, who did The Walking Dead, um, which I don't like really in any incarnation terribly. But uh, Invincible, I absolutely love. I've got like the entire series in hardback. I think it's just an amazing uh really fun comic uh that's also ultra violent for some reason but uh super enjoyable and I think a lot of people have been waiting for a, a TV or film announcement for a lot of years now about this one um Kirkman himself uh said in in the, in the announcement that he's always getting asked about asked about it um and I don't know if it can if anyone can really recapture what's on the page and put that to screen, especially in a, in like a two hour movie. But I think, um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are about as good a choice as you could make.
1: Cause I know literally
2: nothing about the original property. Do you think it will suit their kind of writing? Some goofy? Look, it's fun. Like I think Invincible's probably best described as the powers of Superman, but the character of Spider-Man or Nightwing, like he's kind of a fun, you know, teenage guy. Um, it's, it's pretty lighthearted, but it also gets like really dark in places. And I think they could pull something like that off. I don't want to spoil it. Cause I think that'll probably be the plot of the first film, but, uh, yeah, there's some amazing twists along the way.
0: He's like an alien. He's kind of like, uh, like an alien kid in on earth, kind of like Superman. The, 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 the
2: premise, the premise is he's the son of Superman essentially. Yeah. Okay. There's a justice league. Um, and he's the son of Superman just kind of getting his powers. I almost hesitate to ask this. Is, it, is this part of the DC universe? Image Comics. Hey, <laughs> boisky, boisky. not actually Superman. It's no. Okay. Image right. Comics. I just wanted That's to check. The separate because... universe. But I don't want to introduce you to another comic book universe because you can't handle two. Yeah. So. <laughs> I get so confused.
1: Look, if it's Iron Man or Superman or Batman, I know where they belong. Anything I beyond don't that, believe you. I, don't believe you. <laughs> I I love that episode where Superman and Iron Man team up and they go and do their adventures. <laughs> Oh
2: <laughs> You've given someone a conniption out there, goddamn I'm gonna oh,
0: hurt you, man. I'm gonna dare,
2: God damn, hurt you. Image comics, image comics. Okay. You guys know nothing about Invincible, so there's not much more to say, but uh, to anyone in the know, this is one of the greatest running comics out there. It's been going for uh, 14 years or so, I think. Uh, some of the best art you're ever gonna see in a comic. Really colorful and bright, and again, super violent. Um, I really hope they can do something interesting with this.
0: Are you a fan of uh, Green Hornets, which Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg did? I
2: liked it. I like that production was a mess, obviously with the kind of directors falling out and everything. But uh, I I enjoyed the final product. Never going to watch it again, but fun, fun film it was fun. This
0: is a very different thing. Like this is going to. I hope they'll be able to handle it, man. There obviously must be genuine fans of it. yeah. So it's a very sort of obscure property. The statement
2: they released was promising. They said they really want to keep it intact and they mentioned all the violence and everything, which is cool.
0: cool. I think this whole Logan and Deadpool obviously opened up for that whole genre of sort of R18 comic book films. They're definitely going to have to scale it back though, because this comic is
2: interplanetary, interdimensional, crazy nonsense. Right. Yeah. Sounds cool.
0: Mm. Moving on.
1: All right, number six. Uh, Call of Duty plans to create a cinematic universe. Alrighty, what's number seven? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that, isn't it? Marvel
0: esque. They said. I'm I'm not surprised. I wish I was, but I'm not surprised. Okay, so we've seen this trend happen a lot, where movie studios will announce a shared universe or a bunch of sequels. So you know, we had a couple of weeks ago, Legendary saying Power Rangers. We've got six sequels planned, but. Is number two even going to happen after its box office performance? DC has notoriously announced films and then retracted those. And I think these studios need to just take it easy, get the first one right, maybe get a trilogy under your belt. Say we've got plans for a, a shared universe, but it needs to be kept in check because if number one is not good and is doesn't make a good return at the box office... It's done.
1: This is such bandwagon
2: bullshit.
0: It's just marketing fucking buzzwords nonsense. Yeah. It's just
2: shared universe. Like uh, what, you, what you're What saying makes sense, George, but it's just they have nothing to lose by saying we're going to make seven of these and then they make one and it's shit and they don't make any more. So they're just throwing this nonsense out there. It's just fucking studios doing
1: a Hail Mary pass, you know, testing the waters with, as you said, marketing buzzword bullshit.
0: Uh, it's, I, I'm tired of it man I'm tired of it and I think it's boring uh, there's so many shared universe, you know we've got universal monsters, we've got Marvel, we've got DCEU we're gonna have Call of Duty, we've got a Venom one, we've got a this uh, like get it right, get it fucking right and then start talking about the other ones.
2: Well it's interesting that you list all those off because as far as I'm concerned there's only one shared universe, I don't think any of those others you mentioned have worked or have proven themselves in any way. Exactly.
1: Well, and this is the irony. They have the template for how to do it right. Mar- Marvel pulled it off.
2: They
0: continue to pull it off.
1: Yeah. And, and, and they didn't do it by announcing, hey, we're going to start a Marvel shared universe, at least not that publicly. Um, they had a couple of films that had really solid um, followings.
0: I'm pretty sure they did announce the intent with Iron Man to build a, an interrelated universe. But I don't think it was kind of like hopped on about. Yeah. Pretty big news when Sam Jackson showed up at the end of that film. So that was actually in the film, though. Did they did they make a press release on on that? That was in the film.
1: No, but did they make marketing news before the film came it's out? big saying,
0: fucking deal. What are we talking yeah. <laughs> about here? If you find it out organically in the story, that's cool. Versus like, we're doing 18 movies. Get ready. They made a good movie first and they slipped it in at the end. There
2: was none of this kind of yeah. pre-buzz about it, I think. Uh, but anyway, all this being said, I'm going to do a complete 180 and say, I think there could actually be room for this. What What is it? One Warfare? Oh, no. Uh, uh, Call, Car- Duty, Call yeah. of Duty. Call well, of I, Duty. I do not give a shit about war games, but a lot of people do in a big way. And uh, war movies as well, or soldier movies... Um, I think they really have their own little market and they can be very cheap to make. Um, I think if they get like Bay or someone in on this, you know, with his like Soldiers of Benghazi film mm.
0: yeah, yeah, and,
2: yeah. Uh, you know, Lone Survivor, that Mark Wahlberg one. Which was good. I enjoyed that, I didn't film. See that. The right people really enjoy these films. And I think if they just start pumping out these. <laughs> yeah, 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 meatheads. Um, and I think if they just start pumping out these, these, <laughs> these movies um, under that label. Uh, just with little little bits of sinew and, and connections in between them, they could really have something on their hands. Sixteen-year-olds uh, around the world will rejoice. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, I don't give a shit about it. Get John Cena, boom! Yep. That smells like money.
1: WWE. <laughs> I'm not expecting it to be good. I'm not. Ex- I'm actually expecting nothing from this. It's just such a.
2: I'd never expect to hear about it again.
1: Yeah. Um. Gl- glad that we reported on it. <laughs> All right, number seven. Uh, speaking of Michael Bay. Um, He has recently made a comment um, about how... Uh, I think he was asked, though, do you have any plans to continue the franchise? And he said, I actually have 14 other stories for this Transformers
2: universe, shared universe. I think that quote Fuck. should actually be counted as like attempted murder of film press around the world because that is just brutal. Did anyone want to neck themselves when they heard
1: this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's actually just a room of dead
1: reporters that yeah. like,
2: not fucking <laughs> them out. Yeah. Uh, like, it's so... Obviously, we're never going to see these 14 scripts or ideas or whatever they are produced. But just knowing that there's that many out there, that they're trying that hard with this franchise that literally nobody likes. Transformers, Transformers is such, like,
1: a, it It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I saw this um, behind-the-scenes f- uh, uh, little caveat. I don't even know what the fuck you call it. Featurette. Featurette, thank mm-hmm. you. Um recently about the new one and you know people talking about it were like oh michael bay is doing uh, no one else is really doing he's like shooting with you know the native 3d and it's so cool i'm like fuck you're still on this 3d shit
0: hmm. yeah like, that was funny hey eh? he was harping on about that i was like fuck me dead like it's <laughs> like, it's dead man it's just done. let it die but uh, you gotta you gotta commend him in terms of photography and the the, the technical side of things he is a master He's he's a absolute A-class, yeah. Funnily enough, with Michael Bay, I found this really funny um, article from Gizmodo. A brief history of Michael Bay quitting the Transformers movies. <laughs> yep. So he's uh, announced five times that he's leaving the franchise. So in 2011, after Dark of the Moon. In 2014, he said it again. In 2016, he said it again. 2017, and now he's saying uh, with this quote... There are fourteen stories written, and there's good stuff. I would like to do one of them, though. Like I said, this, this franchise
1: has never made any sense to me. I don't know how he keeps getting. Like, are are they making money?
0: Yeah, they're, they're huge.
2: They all tip a billion
1: easily. That's I find that so ridiculous. Now they're
2: kind of Chinese co-productions, which are doing amazing over yeah. there as well, making a moat.
1: and 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 it's not even just you know that it's making money from like you know the kind of senseless masses just going to see something explode like he's gotten some high praise anthony hopkins uh said that he signed on to this because he thinks he's a master up in the, up there with like scorsese and i'm like what is going on it's just hot hot air man it's got to be this this franchise at, at this point actually pisses me off
0: mm-hmm. bumblebee movie coming sometime soon <laughs> yeah. yeah we talked about that one uh, Recently, yeah, yeah, Benny. in the last five years. I, hopefully, they do an animated one. There's room to do something called cool Transformers. Just get Michael Bay out there, please. All right, let's move on. Final one, number eight. Um, some
1: Dune news. Welcome to Dune news. The upcoming Dune film, um, which has already been attached to director. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck this up. Denis Villeneuve. I believe it's Denis. Denis. Denis all of you um who uh directed sicario and arrival um i think i'm still recovering from sicario
0: tremendous director he's a true talent he also directed
2: prisoners and enemy uh, oh did he yeah which i love i love 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 if anyone out there hasn't seen enemy watch it
0: yeah you told me go watch that and i chucked it on best thing i did of last year i think mm. sorry ash um <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Enemies. Jake Gyllenhaal with the double. He's got the.
1: Oh, I did. See, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Doppelganger. Um, the actual news about this, because that's already been announced, um, is that Eric Roth is now attached to it
0: to do the screenplay. So I'm liking that this project is getting momentum because Dune has been in uh, development hell for a long time. We've been hearing about this film for a good many years, uh, and I think. Denny Villeneuve, I back the guy. Arrival was incredible. Sicario, Enemy, he is just a tremendous talent. You know, I'm so excited for Blade Runner 2049. I think he's the guy to do Dune, and I, uh, the visuals are, com- are so striking in this property. I think if he just adds a storytelling element and gets it right, man, this is gonna rule. Um, have either of you actually read the book? No. Dune? Nope. I would be. I'd be really excited to see this
1: pulled off in, in a film. Um, I think that uh, they attempted it. I, I don't know. I, I never actually saw the film.
2: David Lynch's.
1: Yeah, burden. but from what I heard, it was a bit of a miss on the mark. Um, Very Lynchian.
2: It's, it's no one's favorite film, but it has sting in it, and that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> it's got that going for it. Um, but I just think that trying to attempt this film without the technology that we have today would just be a bit of folly. Like, there's some sci-fi films that can, you can get away with without too much technology I don't think that this is one of them. Yeah, they've
0: caught up now. The
1: visuals in the in the original book, you really need some good CGI, some good practical effects to make this worth it. Um, otherwise, you kind of just lose the story in, in just bad visuals. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see this done properly.
2: Benny, you excited for this one? No, not excited. I don't really give a shit about June, but I love, love, love the director. He has done absolutely no wrong. Maybe my opinion will change after Blade Runner. Um, but it it doesn't look like it, honestly. Um, so, well, yeah. it doesn't look like anything so far. We haven't really seen anything in a trailer. Uh, well, a teaser trailer. And this is a bit, oh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> we've seen enough. Knowing who this guy is, I think it looks cool. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. No, um, I just I, I feel like you, like maybe you knew something that I didn't. <laughs> I know a lot. You yeah. don't. Um, you think you know a lot that I don't. Anyway, this guy's batting a thousand. So on him i just want to see those giant worms <laughs> yeah. what are they oh, called yeah. sandworms
0: man sandworms
1: yeah. I, I read the book a long time ago
0: the um, uh there was a boss in um zelda majora's mask and it was these giant uh worms that burst out of the sand very reminiscent of dune and um yeah so that's top eight for the week uh, i think we've got a few honorable mentions to delve into uh, we've got the
1: alien covenant tv spots Um, I didn't, I didn't even bother watching these. I don't want to see anything like from now until this movie is released, I'd like to see no marketing material.
2: Good luck. They just keep releasing more and more and more. Now they're even showing 15 minutes of the film in cinemas. Seriously? Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I guess it must be good if they're showing this much of it or they must think it's good, but uh, yeah, just ease up on it a bit. I don't
1: like it when movies release this much of the movie.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of content on this film being churned out. It's the the way to do it these days, though. Power Rangers followed the same suit. It showed a lot of stuff, and this one, it was unfortunate. There was a few shots that I wish I hadn't seen. Uh, there's a few cool little reveals. I think avoid all. You know, I, I hope there's not another trailer. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. I
1: inevitably enjoy films more if I haven't seen the trailer. Like just every time hmm. I saw Lights Out without seeing the trailer, I saw Allied with um without seeing the trailer.
0: Saw so Pirates of the Caribbean without seeing the trailer. <laughs> no, I watched the shit out of those trailers. I'm done with the marketing for that film.
1: Fast and Furious writer Chris Morgan teases Han uh, Solo's possible return. Solo.
0: <laughs> Honestly, man... Just erase the story <laughs> I
1: love this franchise so much it's
0: So, so, so many people do
2: as well, George um, erase this. Regardless of your feelings on it We can't just sweep it under the rug Yeah, we can I th- For the, me, this, this franchise
1: has played into its ridiculousness Like if you look at the, the evolution of the franchise And if you look at the kind of almost self-aware nature of the, the franchise That for me is what sells me on these films they it knows this franchise knows it's ridiculous. The stories are just getting more ridiculous, the the stunts are getting more ridiculous. No one goes into this film thinking it's going to be uh, you know, an acting or craftsman masterpiece or
0: whatever it is. Of course, and they've got the formula down, man. This is number 8 coming out. I mean, this is a billion dollar franchise, multi-billion dollar franchise, and yeah, I 100% agree with you. I just have no connection to this. I just don't give a crap. I really haven't enjoyed any of them. That's oh. fair enough,
2: but it's clearly um, scratching an itch that some audience out there really has, which Big I time. think is cool. Yeah. Do you have any interest in this franchise, Ben? I um, I really enjoyed the sixth one. <laughs> I've only, I've only <laughs> you seen, have to think about it for a second. Yeah, I've only seen from four onwards. Uh, watch one, skip two, <laughs> is my advice. Watch one, skip a few I'm, I'm not going to bother um, I thought four was horrendous I thought five was pretty good Six, I, I watched
1: I watched number four with you We watched yes. it at a
2: midnight screening yeah. And we were horrendously drunk for we it We had a lot of pure alcohol in us And still <laughs> it wasn't fun I think I passed out at you some point You passed out like um, three quarters through the film Yeah, Still didn't enjoy it somehow um, Yeah, look, I'll watch it
1: I, I enjoy the franchise That's cool. That's cool. bring it back, why not yeah. <laughs> hey, It's
2: just what we're actually
1: talking about <laughs> One of the other honorable mentions was the uh, Assassin's Creed uh, or Macbeth uh, films director uh, is to do the new movie Ruin. Cool, I, uh, cool, cool story, man. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about Macbeth because I fucking love that film.
0: What is uh, Ruin? Um, is it I, sci-fi or? A... It's, oh, <laughs> I I looked up the, the synopsis <laughs> for it early, and I fucking but I forgot it. it. Give do us you know some information. <laughs> do you know if it's based off an IP or? Who's, I think it's starring. A in I think it's a. Um, sorry, just give me two seconds. Um, so that's the Macbeth uh, with Fassbender, right? Yes. Not Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington did a Macbeth. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. But that's the one you're talking about, right? The one who did the Assassin's Creed film that was evidently incredible. <laughs> did anyone see the Assassin's Creed film? Hell no. Nope. Because whatever Rotten Tomatoes says, I believe. Well, can we come back to that and let's talk about. Hey, 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 Star Wars episode nine, uh, script, first draft is complete. That's not news, George. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> fucking is.
2: <laughs> All right, I won't say that to the guy wearing the Star Wars shirt, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah don't you dare. <laughs> so, uh, hey,
1: we'll get this shit done. Just give me two seconds. I'm finding it.
0: So that'll be cool. The synopsis. Because that's gonna happen, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, they're probably going to make that one. Yeah, unlike June, I have a feeling June is just not going to happen. Well, yeah, it's been in development hell for what twenty years. <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah. Nine we can we can uh, safely say it's going to happen. So going back to
1: uh... yeah, no, Ruin is actually the film follows a nameless ex Nazi captain 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 <laughs> ex Nazi right captain, captain who navigates the ruins of post World War II Germany. Uh, oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> the Ru- Ruin is a, a film that follows a nameless ex-Nazi captain who navigates the ruins of post-World War II Germany, determined to atone for his crimes during the war by hunting down and the surviving members of his former SS death squad. Just based on that, that sounds sick.
2: I want to pay to pieces, but it does sound cool. God damn it! <laughs> um, it, it just just sounds like Magneto's part of X Men First Class, which does, was that's what I'm thinking part, but it won't be Magneto. So
1: it'll probably have Fassbender in it. Yeah, quite possibly, because he's he's um, he was in
2: Assassin's Creed, he was in Macbeth. He's attached to this director. We'll see how much he wants to be in it after Assassin's Creed. Yeah, which he produced though, so that's on him too.
1: Although he didn't really have any attachment or knowledge of the original property, which is, in, I always find
0: it interesting. What do you when, mean he didn't have any attachment?
1: Well, I, I watched an, uh, an interview with him where he said that you know he kind of came. You know what? Fuck it. Let's not even include that. Yeah, exactly. I did <laughs> yeah, watch. Yeah, I did watch an interview no. where he said that he had come to the, the property and and. Um,
2: Michael Fassbender, with his good looks and giant penis, isn't a, isn't <laughs> an avid gamer. Um, all right, our final
1: uh, honorable mention is uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger are out for Expendables Four. Get to the chopper. I'm surprised there's going to be an Expendables 4. Well, we'll see now.
2: Yeah, well. This is probably the death of the franchise. Hopefully the death of the franchise. Did, did any of
0: you guys like any Expendables film? I really wanted to like number one. It was a cool sort of concept, but it just didn't quite get there.
1: I remember enjoying one when it came out. Uh, I remember enjoying... I enjoyed two and three when it came out. Um, but I went and rewatched it, and I fucking hate it now. Like I don't know why. I think I was just I was willing to ex accept... watched Expendables. I did. Like I enjoy rewatching a lot of these films when I just don't have anything to do. <laughs> really? I'm I'm all for rewatchability. And I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy a film kind of rewatching unless I try it, so you might as well try it. <laughs> I see I generally
2: know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, look, cause I enjoyed it the first time. I thought, hell I'll put it on while I'm washing dishes or some shit like that. Yeah. Um <laughs>
2: kind of works as a
1: dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I did not, I don't know, something for, something about the cheesiness of, um, of the movie, which I thought was a bit of its charm when I first watched it, didn't really translate to the second time I watched it. Was this number one or number two?
0: All of them, really. Yeah. I think the, the first one was successful, more successful than the others, because it was the first time you saw all these guys together in a film all these 80s action stars it was exciting it was like unbelievable this was kind of happening
1: the novelty was there
0: the novelty was there but that quickly wore off and it's it become
2: what it is now and, and then you sit there watching a weird 10 minute scene with mickey rock crying and it's like this is really weirdly intense <laughs> that was bizarre <laughs> yeah i this movie was uh, with the franchise it's just interesting on paper but the, the movies have not been anything where no, is mickey rock Where's he uh, gone? I think he was last seen in Tijuana, um, on
0: the run. I, you know what? I seriously that <laughs> no, no, no. That, that movie no, for no, me like, would where have has been he gone? because he had that that spike like the wrestler and Iron Man two. He mm. really came back and
1: I I would have totally seen or I would have loved Expendables if I had actually been able to see Mickey Rourke do something like just laying elbows on motherfuckers. <laughs> I'd have I'd have been dead. Like I would have forgiven that franchise franchise for everything. Franchise franchise. franchise. Oh
0: well. That's it. We made it. We did it. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We've got our Rogue One review up on Tuesday. Uh, Please check us out on iTunes and YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Tell your friends. Uh, We'll be back next week for another episode of Top 8 with my friends and colleagues. What are we, film nerds? Film people. Film people. Film Film humans. (laughs) Anyway, Connor. Yeah. He says, say bye. Bye. (laughs) Don't tell me what to say. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Uh, Benny. I that up. (laughs) Uh, See you guys. Hello? What?
1: Sorry? Yes?